Hello everyone, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know that there is a giveaway going on our Twitter right now, at Grim Encounters. Hop on there, and one of the first tweets you'll see is a giveaway for a set of Skull Splitter dice. And the Skull Splitter dice that you'd get, um, it's called Arfister's Bones. It looks like bones, and uh, it, uh, it kind of has a weird feeling that I imagine bones feel like. I've never felt bones. <laughs> you know, you need to know. So all you gotta do is uh, go to our Twitter, go to that tweet, um, read read all the stuff. There's a few rules you have to follow, but the basic thing is you follow, retweet, and reply to that tweet saying "Grim hashtag Grim Survivors," and that way I know to toss you into the uh, random drawing we'll do. And the last day you can do it is 11:59 p.m. on June 10th. I will pick the winner June 11th, that way uh, we can get the dice to you as soon as possible. I will DM you, and I will uh, be able to get your address and everything and send it over to you. But also, I'm excited to give it away. Oh, another thing. Um, it explains in the rules, but there's like a, another mystery giveaway going forth. We hit 25 ratings on iTunes. I'll give away a Skull Splitter Mystery Dice Bag, which holds seven... Uh, just they usually comes in their one of their sets of plain dice like the white and black blue I think it's something like that. There's a set of seven of those, and then there's also five extra random dice. And on top of that, they throw there's a little metal die thrown in there, so you can kind of feel how that is. But either way, I want to thank you all just for being for letting us be a part of the community. It's amazing. I wanted to, we wanted to give it back to it. Hello and welcome back to Grim Encounters. We are an actual play tabletop RPG podcast using the chill 3rd edition rule set based in the lovely Chicago land world. And my name is Nort, your sweet little baby chill master. And your players are... <laughs> Otto playing Nick. Brasson playing Pykel Sanchez. Robert, who is dead? <laughs> <laughs> and again, uh, Derek's is wrapping up stuff with, he has stuff with his job today, so he couldn't make it, so... We'll have him in the next, the next case for sure because I we have to. No, option. it's important. What could happen? I'll kill him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'll be, <laughs> I'll play. just, I'll just stretch his skin over my body. There you go. Ew. <laughs> Let's take his voice box. <laughs> um, that was a joke, by the way, in case he dies <laughs> for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a fucked un- up that be, huh? Oh, God. In, in your podcast, Grim Encounters, um, oh, you actually said that you'd stretch his skin over your body. Mm. About that, Judge, I was like, just take me away. Just the fact that his skin is stretched has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Don't judge my art. We would also like to thank Tim over at TabletopAudio.com for, for providing all of today's wonderful ambient and music tracks. Except the intro and outro theme, of course. That was written and created by Anna here. On the site, tabletopaudio.com, there there is tons of free tabletop RPG music to use at your weekly game night or for your podcast. Thanks again to tabletopaudio.com. Okay. I'll just do the quick recap. Uh, What we last um, left off uh, with Pykel's here, Pykel's backstory was... 
He got a mysterious package after fooling a plot, a hacker's plot to presumably kill some CEOs or something. He wasn't sure. Um, he, you know, got all those people fired, and then he received a package when he was with his uh, specialized team and using to create a specific type of ammo for the government. Um, his assistant brought it in. They uh, opened it, and it happened to be a new high-tech VR system that let them experience true VR. What they soon realized after the first uh, D&D kind of encounter I made, uh, based in the wonderful game of Borderlands, they, uh, that they couldn't take their helmets off. Uh, that they were attached Matrix-style to the back of their heads. Then they had a pretty cool encounter with uh, some Jurassic Park scenes, and they specifically got to experience the raptor scene, except there was eight raptors instead of four, and they were pretty vicious, and then well, Robert's character got mauled and died in real life, which was a very shock to everyone. <clears throat> and then they got pulled into a boss encounter with... Uh, rupture himself and they uh, eventually fought him off with the help of Bernice and Nick uh, with not Rupture trying to bring Aaron back into the fold as a as a villain which Robert got to play. How did you like that? Oh that was fun. I'll do it again. <laughs> and and uh, Robert's character got to meet the man in blue mysterious mysterious creature uh, but that's where we left off. They were they're thrown out of the game. Their VR helmets fried, thrown out. Um, Nick was like near death. They saved him with flipping all the tokens, um, and then the cops were rushing in. So that's where we left off. So let's pick up right there. Michael, you are on your hands and knees, like your head is smoking from just the VR helmet. Um, as you look up to your left, you see the cops like breaking down the door because it automatically locks, and it's like this glass door so that it's in slow-mo they like drop kick the door and it just shatters out um bernice is on the ground too but she immediately just puts her hands on her head um you look over and you see nick who's still in his chair kind of dizzy he's kind of wobbling and his left arm is like completely shot like it's blackened um and uh then you look over and you see your friend uh tyson He's sitting, he's just head down at his desk. And there's lots of smoke coming off him. And then as you are, the a cop is running up to you, uh, like just about to like grab you or something, you look over and you see Aaron's body, <clears throat> which is also smoking, except his he's face down with his head facing you and his eyes have melted out of his head. And he has this look of horror on his face. Um, and he is also all blackened entirely. Hey, what do you do? I tell the cops that they have the medical system. Like, fucking just scream at them. Be like, panic! Um, the, the cops kind of, they jostle you up. They pick you up. Mm -hmm. um, and then some ENTs are running in behind them. And they immediately run to the people on the ground. Um, and it's like all in slow-mo. And like, all the voices are like... It's just like, your head is spinning mm -hmm. from what's happening. Um, and, uh, you see them check the pulse of the two people and they, they're out, it doesn't look too good for them. Right. The cop is going, one of the cops is going to walk up to you and ask, what happened here? We were attacked in our VR system that we were 
Testing. He kind of scrunches his face. Oh, that's... And just then, um, you hear the doorbell ding. Like the elevator door. It dings open. And these... These four, these four suited people kind of like rush into the room. Um, like they're flocking this main person who you recognize as the CEO of the company. Um, it's Nick's father. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they rush in. They're just shocked by what's going on. And you see uh, Nick's father run up to Nick. And like the EMT is trying to keep him awake. And what is Nick doing right now? Well, Nick is kind of just like sitting there like dazing like half in and out like quietly kind of crying because Aaron's dead not really like talking to anybody your father kind of walks like steps up to you and is looking down at you I just I look him in the eyes and then he just kind of spins on his heels at you Pikeville and walks up to you what what did I say about human experimentation Pikeville guys the one who sent me this. And he takes a few steps up to this package. Mm-hmm. We did not send you this. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> so we thought we were supposed to test it. And he, he's just silent for a few seconds. Michael. Pack up your things and go. We're done here. So I just start throwing chairs like, son of a bitch! <laughs> you do? <laughs> um, an officer immediately, like, begins, like... Yeah. So I'm obviously traumatized, like, <laughs> yeah. the shit that just happened, and I lose my job, like, what the fuck? He immediately, like, he's trying to, like, like hold you. Are you resisting at all? No, I wouldn't I'm not gonna resist the officer, but I'm still, I'm still mad, just know this. <laughs> yeah, uh, the officer just begins taking you out of the building, yeah. and Bernice, you see Bernice starts throwing your things in a box. Mm. Um, and it kind of zooms a little forwards and you're standing outside of the building and uh, Bernice kind of just hands you your box of stuff. Do you say anything to her? I just thank her for helping me in the VR. She helped me. Yeah, she helped. <laughs> and... Mm, I'd probably suggest that she starts looking for another job. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of nods her head. Yeah. And then she walks past you back into the building. Because mm-hmm. um, there's an officer watching you guys. And she follows him back up. Um, Nick, your father um, walks out of the room. Can you roll a perception? He's talking on the phone. 46. You rolled a 46 and you, yeah. have, a, you have a 40, so you failed. Yeah. Okay, you hear him just having a hush hush conversation on the phone as he kind of just ignores you and walks out of the, the building. And an officer's kind of following him. And he is, like, pointing at people, and he looks extremely angry. My father does? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get up and walk out towards him. Okay. Give me prowess. Nine. Okay, you have a nine, and you so you have a twenty-five, and you rolled a nine. So, yeah, you stumble out like the EMTs are trying to hold you back, but you are just stumbling, can barely stand, and you're standing behind him, right? And he's like, he's like talking to the officer about to walk into the elevator. Okay, so I like grab onto his shoulder, and I'm like, this wasn't Pykele's fault. 
he put, rips his arm, his shoulder away from you, almost like in disgust. You don't even know what he stepped into. And you do? Your mother putting all them ideas in your head. Should have just stayed at home where you belong. And takes, spins around and takes a step in the elevator and begin presses a button. Right then, uh, one of the paramedics walk runs up to you and like is gesturing for you to hop onto this like girt. This I don't know what they're called. The stretcher. Yeah, the stretcher. Yeah. And he lays you down, and they're gonna take you to the hospital. Right. Because you're fucked up. Um, and then you, as you are rolling out of consciousness, you see them zipping your two friends up into a bag. And the last thing you see before you black out is just Aaron's empty eyes. Aaron. Yeah. Um, after rupture exploded, um, you two were both sent back to wherever you were before. And you are standing in this, like, desolate ruin of a building. And Rupture is on his hands and knees. And he is, like, in the form of, a, like, a, a body, like, as a person. But he's, like, all blue electric energy. And he's very dim. You were laying down in front of him. Like, you just came to consciousness. Mm-hmm. And he is just, like, uh, Rupture's looking up at the sky. I say he, it's just an it. It's looking up at the sky. Uh, what do you say? you say anything? Well, he kind of, like, created me in a sense now, so he's, like, my master, right? However, I mean... That's how I take it. I mean, yeah. He... You you died, and he... Brought me back. Took your soul, almost. So, however you want... So, I'm, like, his servant, so... Basically. Yeah. I ask... What's what's wrong? Is there something I can do? We didn't get them like we were supposed to. I... I... Never have been... Hurt beef for there will be vengeance rot but f- first we have to finish what the started and you hear like this like heavy walk and this grinding of a cane as it's walking up behind you guys. And as you look down at your hands, it looks like your body, but your veins are all blue with, like, electricity running through your body. And, uh, as you kind of, like, you, uh, the, the feet stop right next to you guys. So I, I, of course, look over to it, to the steps that I heard behind me. Um, as you look up, you see the man that's in the blue suit, and he has like, uh, like fancy ass shoes on, like they're like those nice brown, brown shoes. And his cane is like gold tipped at the bottom, and it just goes up, and it's a nice wood finish. And at the top, there's this immaculate uh, golden serpent's head. And you kind of look up to his face, and it's just this like almost ever smiling smile, except the smile is too long than a normal human smile, like the mouth is bigger if that makes any sense okay and when he talks you get first time you get a good look it's his mouth opens like his jaw is like wider if that makes any sense yeah yeah okay yeah i got it and he goes oh this will not do 
rupture, rupture, rupture. And he like places a hand and you see rupture like recoil. Like he's a, he, like you see fear, his, his blue turns like this dark, dark blue. And he just puts a hand and just grabs his neck and starts lifting him up. You failed me, Rupture. We've been friends for a long time. I cannot believe you failed. You have never failed. The Great Depression. You started that. Even back before then. All of the great sieges you helped stop. Back when you were just a mechanical entity. And he throws him just like onto the ground and now you have a pet and he extends a hand and you both kind of like you're like thrown into him and he slams his cane down you will help me finish this we will take down save we will have so much fun and in your weakened state and he slams his cane down and like digs a hole in the ground he'll be mine his mouth opens wider and he just starts laughing and um, this camera zooms away from that and it goes to Pykele and he is on the drive home he pulls up into his driveway to my like house now. yes <clears throat> well on my drive home I picked up some alcohol okay and I'm just like sitting there like shaking and just like drinking in my car before walking into the house okay as you enter the house there is a few boxes and a duffel bag at the entrance <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, I, like, see them, and I'm like, hello, am I home? Um, you hear, like, some walking stop that you heard from the upstairs, and you hear it begin again, and there's the stairs creaking as Maggie is at, like, the middle of the stairs as you guys lock eyes. Where are you going? I'm leaving. I've, I received an email today few hours ago from uh, one of your bosses and it had some pictures and she just kind of like throws her phone at you for you to catch okay so I didn't catch it so looking at the pictures it's pictures of you and this client that you had a few months back mm -hmm. this woman and there's pictures of you guys having an affair but you never you never had this affair right but it these pictures are like they look real as they can get yeah um so like you cannot <laughs> tell like any photoshop this these look like they have been created mm -hmm. and she and then she says there's also an email from her explaining what happened and how sorry she is and me and jackie we're you're leaving well we're not leaving you're you're leaving Fuck. <laughs> It's like, I swear, I didn't do it. <laughs> and it's fake. <laughs> and she's like, she's been crying just for the past few hours. Mm. I want to believe you, but I guess all good things must die. And she says, I packed your stuff. Please go. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's no changing your mind. Michael, there's proof. There's physical evidence. Shit, dude. <laughs> dude, shit. Ranson is a, a loss for words right now. I am. Now. I definitely am. Um, she, uh, she kind of, she spins away and 
walk back up the stairs. Please, Michael. And then you hear her take the final few steps up the stairs. I just kind of stand there in, like, disbelief. Just kind of like, son of a bitch. <laughs> what the fuck? So, um, you get yourself in your car and you kind of drive away. Um, and you, you get a motel for the night. Because you don't really have anywhere to go right now. Right. Um, because your, your parents are in a different state. And, uh, around 6 p.m., uh, there is... I knock at your door and you hear CPD, let us in. Bow, bow, bow. Go to the door and open it. <laughs> um, there's these two police officers uh, in front of you. They look, they look upon you and they go, Michael Sanchez, uh, we are here to take you in for the death of your two coworkers today, Aaron and Tyson. And kill them, <laughs> like. And uh, and the other one says, "We heard that one before." Uh. Just make this easy on us, please. We don't want to hurt you. Alright, I don't resist them. Oh, uh, yeah, they, they take you in and they take you to the station. And they look like they, they wanted to question you about some stuff. Um, and you're in this interrogation room. And this man walks in with this bushy mustache. And he sits down. And the chair creaks as he sits down. And he's very large. So, you're here. Because you, uh, you suspected a murder. My name's Chuck, Officer Chuck. Please, let's make this fast. I tell you now that I didn't do it. How could I have burnt somebody's hand? He asks. He wants you. To, he asks you to recount what happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming you do. Yeah. Everything. Tell him about the VR and all that. And he leans into you. The whole fucking table is like screeching under his weight. You dealt with something out of this world, huh? He leans back. Your friend Nick. He back your story up, and Bernice, Bird, they'll they'll both back your story up that you didn't murder these two. Yes. Then uh, I'll do what I, what I, uh, what I can then, because I believe you. There's an organization that I that I help that can help you get through this, and uh, I will talk. I will talk with them. Maybe they can help. And he will stand up. It's very labored. And he will walk out and he'll open a door. The door, and you see, staring, because there's like one-way glass on the door, like this little panel. Mm -hmm. There's this man, and he's in like these this full cop gear, and he has this chiseled jaw. Um, his hair is the shave, buzz cut, and then it's like you see black. And uh, he has these he's a muscular, muscular man, except he's not very tall. Mm -hmm. um, and he goes, Jeremiah, looks like we got another one for the boys that are looking out for us. And he goes, you hear Jeremiah, he speaks, he goes, well, I don't know why you're always so soft on him. You should let me do it. And the door closes. The camera is focused on most of these scenes right at your, your base of your chest up to your head. Mm -hmm. And time is kind of zooming at this point. So a few days uh, pass and they let you go mm -hmm. um, because they don't have substantial evidence to kind of keep you. They just basically tell you if you leave the city, that they'll come. Yes, um, and you notice a lot of the, the next few nights, the next two or three nights, that there's a cop always outside. Mm. And I imagine Pyko doesn't leave his room very much. Is he even eating at this point? I don't, Not really. Just no, drinking? This is where I'm losing most of my weight and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, 
So December 19th rolls around and you're pulled back in to talk to Officer Chuck. And you're just sitting in, like you're in front of his chair. You're not even in the interrogation room anymore. He uh, looks just like he hasn't slept all day. <sighs> Bad news, Michael. That organization I said. do my best but without their help Man. do you say anything I ask him what happened like what changed what difference they were attacked I don't I don't know Jeremiah's weave worse than me his wife was there we're just I'll we'll get you through it you got your lawyer He's a good man. He'll walk. He'll get you through it. He'll just... Uh, I'm gonna let him take over from here. I need... I need to get out of town for a little bit. He just... Just... He extends, like, his hand to you. Mm -hmm. I wish you luck. I believe you, but I gotta go. And he gets up and just, like... The fastest you've ever seen this man walk? Mm -hmm. He's... He's bulking. He's very, very fast for his... His size. Time shoots forwards again and like if you're standing there in the background you see the sun setting and the moon coming up and each time you're getting bags under your eyes more and your hair is getting more wild because mm -hmm. uh, normally you'd have it like pulled back in like a ponytail mm -hmm. or something um and you're in the courtroom at the uh there's your, your lawyers next to you and you're on the defense, and at the other side is the lawyer of uh, Nick's father. He's not even there, but just, yeah, it's the lawyer that used to represent your company. Yeah. Um, and they're uh, questioning this young man that is on the podium that you recognize as Nick. Mm -hmm. um, and his arm, it looks like it had to be amputated. And he is sitting at the podium. Uh, and then the judge hits his gravel and goes, Defense, do you have any questions for him um yeah uh you could talk. you could talk you could you could just ask a question though oh. if you wanted because pikel was getting more and more the crazy pikel he is now so if you wanted to butt in you're welcome to oh shit okay uh, <laughs> but he looks like he's like this nerdy guy um and he he stands up he's like um there is a the uh you, nick um can you do you do you, do you think he my lawyer yeah oh, god <laughs> Do you think he did it? Did it? Do I think Pykel killed his friends? No. I, I rest my case. And he turns <laughs> he turns to the jury and he goes, as you can see, he did not murder these men. I mean, yeah. And <laughs> he didn't murder him. And he sits on next to you all proud. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like... Just smack my head, like, God damn it. <laughs> um, the proceeding goes on. Um, Bernice gives her, and she basically validates that. Um, it is looking that they're going to get you on the... That you did technically experiment on everyone by using these using, yeah. these goggles. Mm -hmm. But you're not there. It looks like it's like the jury does not believe you, right. you meant to hurt these people. Right. Um... So we're at the end of the proceeding now, and uh, on the final day of the hearing, you just received word that the divorce papers from your wife. Um, so you signed, I'm assuming, signed off on those, yeah. and uh, that day you get your final hearing. So this is, it's around February now. 
it's been going on. This case has been going while. on for a while. They've been. It looks like Nick's dad has been pushing for you to take the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking with Nick, um, he is he has been cut off from his family for siding with you. Yeah. Um, he really only sees his mother. He doesn't see any of his brothers or sisters. Bernice. She seems to be faring a lot better. She wasn't really connect. She wasn't really connected to you. Mm-hmm. It was hard for her to get a job at first, but then she just worked her way back into the system, and it seems to be fine. Yeah. So on February first, um, the judge is sitting up at his desk, and he gets a note from the jury, and they all file back in. He reads it over and goes, "Yeah, all right." And he smacks his, his gravel a couple times and goes, "Michael, we do hereby." by the jury, and I have come to the decision as well that we have sentenced you to three years in jail for the experimentation on your employees and the negligence on your part to do such a thing. And it should have been worse, but the contracts your employees signed yeah. cause a lot of things like they already signed that they're going to be around experimental things a lot of the time, so they could just die from it, so right. they pull you off. Mm-hmm. Um, Pulled you off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, uh... As you're getting pulled out of the courtroom, you see Nick is in the back. Does he, do you say anything to Pykele? I, I look at him and I say, I'm working on some research of my own. Mm. I'll let you know how that goes. Looking forward to it. And you look at his arm, and he had, on his left arm that was, he has like this metal piece on like, because it's cut off at like right here at the shoulder. He has like this little forward movement of this little tiny stub mm-hmm. so it's like kind of an uncool cut but it's just all they could do and right. he he specifically wanted his not to be cut at the for some weird reason yeah. um so he has and he has like this metal piece that's like protruding off underneath his rolled up shirt you have no idea what that is okay if you walk oh, in yeah, yeah okay. put the jails is probably like the least <laughs> of my worries right now um the camera zooms up into like space and it hits like it goes into the sun and then it gets really bright and then it's onto this land that we were at before this ruined gray tones creature filled land and you see uh rupture sitting like in this de- old desk chair with his legs up on a desk and uh Aaron is like sitting in a chair like catty corner from him like just like munching on this like forearm. <laughs> you guys hear that familiar cane walk again, very confident, loud, and then there's the man in blue steps in front of you again, and he is uh, just covered in just blood, just head to toe. Um, and he takes out a handkerchief and just like wipes his his mouth a little bit, his face. Very good job, you two. A 90% kill ratio for the Chicago HQ. Ah, it feels good to kill. We really got him that time, boys. <laughs> Aaron, how was your first trip? Was it fun? It was exciting. I definitely would like to do it again. Oh, we will. We will. I've got some specifics in mind. I'd love to hear him, and he'll walk up and just, like, uh, and you automatically stand up. You just know the, the drill. You stand up, and he goes, Rupture, I'm gonna take your friend for a little bit. <laughs> and Rupture just goes, 
Yes. Meh. Meh. Master. And then you see, like, this, like, dark, this, like, light green smile go up on his weird electric body. It zooms away again. And we're back. We're back on Pykele. And it has been about six months-ish. It's uh, almost into summer, and you've served your set. You served your sense so far with really good standings, um, and they've cut off a bunch of time because you're you're being very helpful around, and you're around the and the wardens take a liking to you, mm -hmm. um, and you fix a lot of stuff, and you haven't really got. You've only gotten to one initial fight right when you got there. Uh, some some big guy was trying to take your food, yeah. and you just fucking suplexed him. <laughs> I did? Yeah, because you're so Fuck strong. Yeah. <laughs> and no one messaged you after that. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> um, you're sitting in your cell, and you're supposed to be released today, after six months. You only served six months of your set your sentence. Um, and you're not, a, uh, you're not charged with a felony or anything. So anyway, and you're sitting in your cell with your friend that you've had for the past while, and it is this... Um, scrawny guy he has like this do-rag on the scrawny white guy he has like uh the um this like thin this thin scraggly mustache that goes down but I mean mustache and everything yeah he, like, he always wears a wife beater and he's like not fit enough to wear a wife beater and he's just like yo man you getting now pikey what's his name his name yeah what's his name uh leroy yeah, Leroy, I'm in the clink, bro. He goes, ah, shit, man. Oh, man, I'm gonna miss you in here. You know, I've gotten less beat up since you've been here. <laughs> and he's been very nice to you. He's showing you how to, like, basically survive in here without just kicking someone's ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's he was put in there. He got caught with some, some weed. Like... Wasn't even, but it was just like a lot. Like he wasn't selling it; he just like got a mad deal. Yeah. But he, it looks like he was set up. <laughs> like he was set up, and so he got a couple years. Yeah. There was no violent crime. Right. Like right. he goes, man, <laughs> I'm gonna miss your ass. <laughs> you so smart, and like my bed was all creaky, and you fixed it, and I really appreciate you, man. It's alright, Slick. We'll see you around. Oh man, Slick <laughs> shit has a cool name. Be on, I'm slick now, man. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> Is that Loki from American Gods? <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. Loki. His name was yeah. Loki. Right. Um. Kinda. This is like kind of trope. Like that, like, white dude. That's yeah. Like, old, like, gang. Too, too gangster for his own good. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't fit how he looks. It's just funny to me. It's always been. Um. And uh, the uh, guard comes, and you kind of made friends with a lot of the guards, um, just because uh, you're kind of crazy, yeah, and you're funny. So they're all like, they all like kind of, they kind of like poke the bear in a sense to like mess with you, but you mm. just kind of you throw it back at them. Um, and one lets you out, and he is leading you through the cells. All right, Leroy, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he like pretends he's gonna run out, and he's like, ah, and yeah. the guards like, ah, but no. <laughs> so you're taken through and you're let out and it is currently a late summer so you're let out and uh they give you what you had like a, you had like keys and a wallet on you the motel card that you kept for some reason yeah um and you know that the rest of your stuff you put in like a storage shed and you had plenty of money in your account mm -hmm. left over from the even after the divorce that it just paid you had it on auto payments yeah 
Uh, you uh, you had an apartment arranged for you, this kind of shitty apartment in downtown Chicago. Um, you didn't look too hard. You just kind of picked the first place. Just because. Yeah. Falling yeah. Part. yeah. Uh, you're you're like walking up to your apartment. It's the middle of the night now, and uh, you hear some. And in coming from the alleyway next to the apartment. I go, I go and look to see what the noise is. There is, um, in this like puddle, because um, it was raining the night before, there is this German Shepherd puppy with its leg just, with its leg broken. And it's crying, and it looks like it has other like, like scrapes on it. I run up to it, and I like pick him up, and I take him inside. And he's, like, kind of growling at you, but he's a puppy, so he just pick right. him up. yeah. <laughs> um, and you kind of, uh, you calm him down and you, you, uh, you splint his leg. Because, mm-hmm. uh, now you don't believe in the system. So yeah. you just do everything yourself now. Right. Uh, and he has, like, his, his splint that you fixed on his leg, and he is sitting at, looking up at you mm-hmm. when you're on the couch. Just next to you is this, like, liquor bottle that you're just drinking straight out of. Of course. <laughs> he goes... No, no. <laughs> and he just like starts no, with his little leg starts pawing, trying to get up on you. Yeah, I'll like put him in my lap. <laughs> get no drink. Get no drink. And you look at the dog, and you, you haven't given him a name yet. Yeah. Um, you were kind of you were kind of worried that he was not going to make it because it was a pretty bad. But somehow he's he's recovering, and it's almost. It's almost good. Mm. Um, and as you're holding him, you think back to when you ran over to Nick and you touched him and your hands glowed. Mm-hmm. And you think and you're, you focus that and your vision, you're like, you know when you like hit your head and your vision kind of like, like, yeah. Goes in and out. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. You do that and your hand glows orange and his leg just snaps back together and all his other wounds and he... He just, the dog just like starts jumping up and down on you. Hell yeah. And I see like just one copy. The only thing I own yeah. is just one copy of Borderlands just chilling there. Yeah. <laughs> like Mordecai. And he goes, <laughs> The camera just kind of set, settles back on him again. Um, and time is fast forwarded. Like just years it looks like. Like two, three years pass. And you see in the background, Mordecai is growing with him. Paykel is, um, I wouldn't say he's, he's getting more, like, skinnier, but he seems to be, like, he lifts weights and stuff in his house still because he has nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. And his, he's living off his investments he made prior. Um, he cashed in his 401k, and he's just living off of all that shit. And it is flung forwards another few months, and it comes to a familiar brick-layered background and this open-style HQ and you're sitting at a table and the camera kind of spins and it looks, you see this um, this young Asian man who is kind of staring at is staring at you, this this man in a, in a father's uniform and this weird girl that has a bow on her back and she's like feeding nuts to her squirrel. You open your mouth to say one final thing to them. Anyways, that's how I became an unfeeling ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was cool. <laughs> and uh, Wesley is the first to speak, 
what does he say? Damn it, I forgot to record this. <laughs> <laughs> What does Mavis say and all that? Does she say anything? So you knew Jeremiah from before? You're just putting that together now. <laughs> yeah, I literally just... I met him once, I guess. <laughs> Whatever happened to that asshole? Just as Frank's about to say something, um, you hear... You feel a glove hand on your shoulder, Mavis. Hmm. Thanks for sharing, Michael. You knew he was there the whole time, but yeah. you're the only one you recognized him. Right. Uh... And Grim takes the seat in between you two, you uh, Mavis and Pykel. What happened to Jeremiah? You're asking. Yeah. He, uh, out of his like, he pulls his coat and out of his pocket, he takes these like these pictures and throws them on the counter. And there are pictures of this this, uh, this apartment. Uh, Jeremiah took the death of his wife Jess. Uh, not very well. Uh, we discovered him because of his connection to Chuck prior, and um, this is all we've found of him. I was keeping track, didn't for a couple days because we got busy, and this is what I found when I returned to his hotel room. And on the pictures there is this blood-covered floor and bed, and um, on the bed there is a pair of hands that are just sitting. Like, they look like they're ripped off, like they're all jagged at the ends. So, that is all we found of him. We do not know where Jeremiah went. And then when we returned, I returned with the the police, the hands were gone. Nasty. But, uh, Pykel, I know that's difficult for you to share. Uh, I think the first step in Getting over grief is acceptance, and I'm sorry it took so long for you to get there. But we have you have friends now. We're here to help. Yeah, well, I grab like my flask and like start heading towards my room. <laughs> uh, Mordecai uh, kind of trots along with you, mm. um, and you go into your bunk. No one's in the bunk room, and you sit. You're sitting down at you sit at your bunk. And the camera just again rests right, right on your head. Just it just rests there for a few seconds, and you, you look back up, and your eyes are locked with the camera. Mm-hmm. Do you say anything to the ghosts that are listening? Stay spooked out there. Yeah, if you like the show, support the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, give us a fun review. Um. A little sad episode. Sorry about that. I almost cried a couple times. It's fine. It's just me. Um, uh, did you guys have fun? I know that some of you didn't get to talk very much, and I'm sorry. But how did you guys have fun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was good. I liked it. It's good. And uh, the uh, Robert and uh, Anna here left me strands to to possibly bring back some NPCs in the future. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, I mean, yeah, right? I like I like to think that uh, Nick found a way to kill his dad. <laughs> that's just me, though. All right. That's where I was kind of going. That's yeah. where I was kind of going for. Like he found a way. Like he got the idea from the VR set. 
like he had it set up to like Pornhub and left it on his dad's desk and <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> the needle no. the needle injected like a uh, the chemicals that cause a heart attack. So they just KFC. found him. KFC. So they just found him uh, watching porn, having a heart attack. <sighs> what are you gonna do about that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Everyone wants revenge. That's yeah, my that's plan yeah. for Nick. I don't know if that's truly what happened, but you know, this world is as much yours as it is mine. Mm-hmm. So doesn't mean he can't we'll come see. back. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll have to tune in and stay. You have to check her out. If you stay, I'll give you a little Yes, yeah, stay tuned to find out if Nick killed his dad. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, and I'll, I'll give you one little kiss on the cheek. Just one little kiss. Robert does not like that voice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, uh... I also wanted to mention again that all of the wonderful ambient music tracks are from tabletopaudio.com. If you get a chance, go over there and check them out. And thanks again to them. You know what? I'm going to let Ranson say it one more time. What? I want everyone to lose everything you've ever loved. Your family, your friends, your work. But I want you to come out of it with almost a positive attitude. And I want you to to look at the camera and, and badassly say, Stay spooked out there.